The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship relationship. Give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with caller interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. This is the too many supplement syndrome. Have you ever suffered from not knowing how many supplements, herbs to take? How often and how many? Have you ever been confused about the supplements, all these bowls or remedies you're supposed to take because every practitioner tells you something different? If you ever had an increasingly numerous amounts of pills, capsules, herbs, tinctures. Today's your day because we're going to discuss the too many supplement syndrome. Today's world is very common. See a naturopath, acupuncturist, herbalist, integrative physician. Everyone seems to give you a different suggestion on what's going to help you. Some say, oh, stop it with the vitamins. They don't really help anyway. I'm going to give you the recent studies. And then someone's going to say, oh, you got to take these supplements and herbs and so on, because I'm going to show you the recent studies. It's always something different. It's always another study. One says it works and one says it doesn't. Today's show is going to change your life. It's going to teach you how to use mind, body, medical intuition and common sense on how to create life with supplements, remedies, and with a balanced approach. This is Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa on mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. We're taking your calls for this show, 207-846-6475, 6475 for a mini reading or comment and shy, but you're shy. I don't blame you. Maybe you just want a private reading. Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. But remember, subscribe, 
to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa, podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But please, this forum is educational only. It is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give a diagnosis, prescribe treatments, do psychotherapy, or God forbid, load you up on more supplements or tell you to stop taking what you're taking. If you have questions, go to your practitioner. If this is an emergency, go directly to the emergency room. So, a lot of research on today's show, a lot of research on today's show. So, we know, or we thought we knew, that things like your vitamin, multivitamin, was supposed to stop free radicals. Is that a political party? No. Free radicals are unpaired or unpartnered oxygen that is supposed to be the element that's supposed to make the membranes in our body calcify or rot and be the foundation of chronic illness like cardiovascular disease, cancer, strokes, and so on. We've learned that vitamins like supplements like coenzyme Q10, vitamin E, other oil-soluble vitamins help with cardiovascular or brain vascular disease. A lot of people have talked about or murmured about vitamin D as being anti-cancer, but also helping with calcium and magnesium and helping build bone. And we know that calcium and magnesium is important for osteoporosis. If you've had a baby or know anybody who's had a baby, somebody knows somebody who's had a baby. We know that folic acid, which is a B vitamin, is important for helping protect the neural tube defect, which is a spinal cord and brain. However, then when you read some studies, they say there's no difference. Supplements or vitamins make no difference in heart disease and stroke and dementia. How can that be? How can you see all these studies here and other studies say it makes no difference? Can people just talk to each other? Why is it so different? I think I have the answer. You want First of all, I'm a scientist. And you have to consider who are the people studying when they find out that supplements don't make any difference and what kind of supplements are the people taking. There's food grade, there's pharmaceutical grade. And believe me, a lot of food grade vitamins are garbage. That's my personal opinion. I stick to it. On the other hand, um, who are the people? I remember a study I read about when I was a kid in high school. This always stuck to me and explains why. Why are supplements and remedies help some people, not others? Why are herbs, same diagnosis, same herb, some treatment, same supplement? Why does it help some people and not others? Why do some people help with vitamins and not others? <coughs> it's called the Miller-Urey experiment. They try to create life in a flask. I've been quoting this study for years. I never knew it was the Miller-Urey experiment. What do they do? Well, they do a lot of things that people try to do 
all the time. People call me from all over the world and they try to create life in a bowl. How? They take all these supplements and vitamins they're told to do. And in the morning, noon and night, maybe, they take the vitamins bowl and they eat them. And they think, I'm going to create life. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be lower, more lively. Got it? Well, we used to think that bread was life, life, life. And now we think vitamin supplements are life. Used to be when we got up in the morning, we had orange juice. And the orange juice we had, we didn't squeeze it. It was Minute Maid and it was on concentrate came in these tubes that you threw it in a vat and you threw water in it and it was called concentrate and you reconstituted it. So basically, the oranges were pulverized, punched, pulverized, and dehydrated and squished. And then they came to you and it was your job to add water and get it back into shape. So that's you. You're pulverized, punched, dehydrated when you come home from work or after you take care of the kids. And we are going to reconstitute you. That's what the vitamins are, right? Depending on what kind of shape you are, can we reconstitute you with vitamins? Can we put, bring you back to life? That's my point. So the Miller-Urey experiment, they took the person, the vat, they took this vat, this glass vat, this glass vial, kind of like the vial that some people put their vitamin pills in. And they had stuff to it, stuff that's part of life. Some carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen. And they put an electric spark on it. And all of that, their measurement of whether there is life in there is whether those things would combine and make protein. And actually, that's what vitamins are. Vitamins are enzymes that help create proteins in our body that then form tissues and organs and repair injury. So, for example, vitamin C is important for making collagen, vitamin calcium, vitamin um, calcium and magnesium helps build bones. All of these are organs. And vitamin D is an enzyme, vitamin, um, sometimes they're called hormones, um, and so on and so on. For example, B12 is an enzyme that helps um, MF mitrofolate reductase, which is an anti-inflammatory detoxifier, and our body help inhibit cancer. So that's another reason why you might think B12 is anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer. Suffice it to say, they took this vat and they put nitrogen in there, hydrogen, carbon, and all kinds of stuff, and they threw a spark at it. So imagine, same kind of person, gives everybody gives all these people same vitamins, and everybody has some kind of spark of life. Does everybody get healthy? Does everybody's body produce proteins and get back life? The researchers find that's not true. They weren't able to create life in the vat. Are we surprised? First of all, a person's spark 
depending on what religion you are, they call it the Neshma. Comes from a variety of sources. It certainly doesn't come from vitamins. So we can't get life from vitamins. Which is why when people say they're going to feel better with vitamin C, they can also feel better. I held this up in my Facebook Live. I call it vitamin C, maybe cat. Having a cat on your lap is oxytocin and love and it elevates your mood. And elevating your mood can be anti-carcinogenic and pro-heart. If you are depressed, you're more likely to get cancer. If you're depressed, you're more likely to get heart disease. So people are taking all this vitamin C as an anti-cancer agent um, for their immune system, when really, if they had a pet that they loved, it would be helpful. And then they take vitamin D as an anti-cancer, pro-bone, and stuff like that. But some people like another type of vitamin D, dog. On the other hand, some people have bowls and bowls and bowls of vitamins trying to reconstitute life. They have no spark. They're depressed. It doesn't work because they need vitamin P and it's not in their bowl. And what's vitamin P? It's people. Another person asked, is it potassium? That was funny. I thought that was funny. I was like, that's a mineral. Well, you know, you can say minerals are vitamins. Anyway. You say tomato, I say tomato. We all call the whole thing off. The point of the matter is, what's fascinating is the experiment they modified it. And if you know some teaching assistant or some lackey in the lab brought this to the attention. And that is, they wondered whether the container that the experiment was done in influence whether they could create life. Imagine, someone asks, does it matter if it's Teflon? Does it matter if it's um, Tupperware? You know, MasterChef, can you imagine? And the answer is, so same vitamins, different spark, and different person, different container. Different person swallowing the vitamin. So different study. One study says the vitamins help decrease cancer. The other ones say it does. It's called different sample. And the answer is it did matter. It did. If it was a Teflon glass container, imagine the vitamins didn't stick. You couldn't make life. No matter how much you spocked them, how much spock they added. So a person could have a lot of spark for life, or they could have a lot of the best healers in the world applying the spark, doing the best surgeries. No matter what kind of nutrients, they couldn't create the protein, no matter how best the supplements are. Why? Because it's about the container. It's about your body. What's different about your body? 
Have you had a stomach stapling? Do you have a different jejunum stomach? Have you had Crohn's, colitis? Have you had ulcers? Do you have IBSD? Do you have increased colon transport? Are you anxious? So things run through you. Are you taking different herbs to compete with what you're taking as supplements that gum up the system? We'll get into that when we talk about estrogen and herbs. It depends on you, the container, whether the other things you're taking, the other supplements and herbs, create life or actually could create disease. Yes, create disease. They found out that if you were glass, which has pores, believe it or not, glass does, tiny little scratches and pores, pits, if you will, that they were more likely to create life, that things you took stuck to them. That happened in the lab that we use two different reagents, believe it or not, gonorrhea, and then we try to do some kind of control, and you couldn't. We had to use separate, separate dishes, kind of like a kosher kitchen. We couldn't mix the experiments with the same glass. We had to use different containers. Imagine. I think that's hilarious. So, so you understand one size does not fit all with supplements and herbs. And these experiments that say they don't work, they work for everybody. Oh my God, let me call CNN. Will they work for you? It depends on who you are. Same thing with bioidentical hormones. Will they work or will they hurt you? I once had a client call me and she had had, she was 77. She had had a hysterectomy. She had a bilateral invasive breast cancer, had a mastectomy. She was on estrogen blockers. She wasn't taking any supplements and er or herbs that increased. She wasn't taking like, oh, I don't know, you know, herbs like red clover or something that increase LH pituitary that makes things produce more estrogen. But yet her estrogen was going up and her doctors were concerned that she'd get breast cancer again. So then she hands me an entire, people are on this Zoom call, single spaced, after the two hour read, single spaced sheet of all the remedies she's taking. And I looked at them. B-I-B, B-I-B, B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-B-I-
what else are you taking? Because if you take one herb with another herb or one supplement with another supplement, they can interact just like drugs can interact. Because we have things like liver or we have kidneys. And if you have a kidney problem or you've had kidney stones taking a hell of a lot of calcium, not good. You can get kidney stones. Similarly, if you have cancer or inflammation in your body, you don't want to take a lot of supplements or herbs, specifically herbs, that go that use a liver enzyme 1A2. Because liver cytochrome enzyme 1A2 consumes is a major role in cancer control. Interestingly enough, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower. Oh my God, cruciferous, cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, all are involved in liver cytochrome enzyme 1A2. They lower estrogen. You got it. Ding, 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 the daily double. No one tells you that. They just say cruciferous vegetables, take them. They're anti-breast cancer. Right, because they fool around with 1A2. That's right. So you don't want to take a bunch of other stuff that does as well because they compete with each other and they'll mess it up. You know, I have a Dyson hairdryer. This is how you understand this. This will make complete sense. And the Dyson hairdryer, you got two tubes to curl the hair. Not like it works with me. One curls it clockwise and the other curls it counterclockwise. You got to be careful. You can't switch them and use the clockwise on the other side of your head. You, I always use the one that points to the left on the left side of my head and the one that points to the right on the right side of my head. So I curl them and I leave them on their side of the bathroom counter. But if I forget and I try to recurl the right side, with the other curling iron tip, it undoes what I curled. It reverses it. It messes it up. So you understand you could take a wonderful thing like green tea extract. Oh my God, it's lovely. It's anti-cancer, right? Right? Unless you have an estrogen problem. No good. Because green tea extract, hey, this is not me. I didn't get this from the Akashic Records. These are all from peer reviewed journals. Yes, journals from PubMed. So if you go to your whoever takes care of you and they say, Dr. Mona Lisa said this, I didn't say this. Look it up on PubMed and have whoever's taking care of you, integrated physician, nurse practitioner, whoever, you have them call the author of the study and read them out, not me. Green tree extract uses the same liver enzyme that gets rid of estrogen. So you understand, you got an enzyme like a curling iron that is getting rid of the estrogen in your body, so it lowers your incidence of breast cancer, clots, strokes, 
But then if you take green tea, it reverses that effect. It competes with it. So theoretically, it would raise estrogen in your system. Bad. Very, very bad. Green tea extract inhibits 1A2, can theoretically increase plasma concentration of estrogen. Very, very bad. So I told the ixnay on the in green, no, stop the green green tea extract, Cibuple. The other one is who isn't postmenopausal insomnia? So this woman had added on ashwagandha, magnolia, passionflower, and a sleep maintenance formula. I can't stand combination formulas because they cram in all this stuff and you don't know where it goes in the liver. Guess what? Ashwagandha, magnolia, not passionflower. I love passionflower. Ashwagandha and magnolia both go to 1A2 and compete. So you understand, meanwhile, she's going to sleep, maybe, but she's not getting rid of her estrogen and it's going up. It may help her get to sleep, but it could theoretically increase her estrogen. Curcumin and turmeric are anti-carcinogenic for other kinds of cancer, but not this one. It inhibits 1A2 and theoretically can increase estrogen. You say I'm lonely, so you keep saying theoretically. There's only one supplement she was on that goes through 1A2, and that's melatonin. However, melatonin directly at the nucleus interferes with breast cancer cell division, which is why there are so many studies that say melatonin, you can get to sleep and it interferes with cancer. Nice herb, nice supplement, nice, wonderful, good herb, good herb. So my point is, it depends on the vessel. It depends on the person. What's good, what's bad, what's good, bad, or ugly. If the supplement herb will create life. What? And this client, she took this information back to her physician, her oncologist. I sent her the studies. She looked at them. She stopped those supplements and her estrogen levels went down. Is that the only thing that's going to increase decrease her chance of cancer? Hell no. She's got to get vitamin P in her life. Oh, that's a C, cat. She's going to get the, I, can't, I don't have the people. I, I had like Wonder Woman when I was doing my Facebook Live and I had all kinds of people. Um, but we're not doing that for this uh, podcast. But you have to have people who increase oxytocin, lower depression, lower the other risk factors, grief, and so on. It's only one factor. But if you think supplements and remedies are going to alone, if I take this bowl of supplements, all of these supplements, more is better. No, it's not. It doesn't give you life. It is only one part. Thinking it is, is the too much supplement system. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and that's what we're talking about today. What is a too much supplement syndrome? It's if you think all of this is going to be your total solution. 
you can take your take yourself off a of mute and i am available to do mini readings the phone 207-846-6475 is off the hook if you call please put your phone or wherever you are turn off the speakerphone or something like that because it causes echo and we can't have we can't have echoing no no we can't have that anybody have a question raise your hand hopefully i won't mute myself and everybody's scared everybody sense that um unfortunate individual a couple of weeks ago maybe it's been a month we forget nobody has a question because all I know is I have a Ben and Jerry's cone waiting for me. <laughs> That's all I can say right there. Up oh, here we go. Incoming wounded. Hi, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Hi, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. You're live on the air on Zoom. How can I be of help? Hi, my name is Peggy Zimmerman, and I would love the mini reading. You have to ask a specific question. You can't just say, oh, I want a mini reading. Okay, sure. Because it's mini, and so therefore it has to be directed. Yeah, I have mood fluctuations. And mainly depression and uh, brain fog a lot. Okay. How long have you had them? For a year. Five years? Just five years? A year. One to two years. Okay. I'm going to be direct because it's um, a short-term reading. Five or two? Two. Two. Perfect. Love it when a game plan comes together. So every illness or health problem or symptom is always in part due to diet. Okay. You couldn't, you might not be eating enough food or nutrients. Genetics, it could run in your family. The environment or injury. Okay. Like you could be living next to a factory, boom, 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 making a loud noise. And that's certainly depressing. But every symptom has an emotional, intuitive component or irritant that lets us know that something in our life is out of balance. You know we're not having a physician-patient relationship, right? What do you say? You know we're not having a physician-patient relationship, right? Right, yeah. And you have somebody who helps you with this, a therapist or a psychiatrist or somebody? Yeah. Perfect. Love it when a game plan comes together. And if you ever wanted to hurt yourself or something like that, you would know where to go? Yeah. Perfect. Love it. 
Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So the way we look at this is that you're not getting a nutrient you need or there was a woman a long time ago, a psychologist, her name was Karen Hornet, which is an unfortunate last name because it sounds like horny. Since she's a therapist, she's going to change it into something that sounds highfalutin like ornate. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. And I studied her along with a bunch of other people in my psychiatry residency. And you know, most people who listen to me know that I wanted to be a surgeon, but I studied psychiatry because I could sit down, my back fell apart. In the very first day of my residency, this person screams down the hallway. My professional name in psychiatry was Dr. Schultz. I'm now retired. I need Prozac. I'm not happy. And I said, you know, antidepressants are not pro-happiness agents. So the question you have to ask yourself is we have five basic emotions, fear, anger, sadness, love, and joy. And we're supposed to take those five basic emotions, which are like supplements or nutrients, bring them to our left brain, name them, respond effectively, effectively, and release them. So in other words, if I was sitting next to my boss, I couldn't say, you know, you make me really, really angry. That was a swear word. Can't do that. I lose my job. So I'd have to figure out a way of handling the anger. If I can't, it will go down to my body, eat up neurotransmitters, and I will become depressed. That's the work of Karen Hornet. <laughs> we know her name is Horny, but she couldn't say it. And she was probably depressed about it. But suffice it to say, Any emotion held long enough will get converted to a symptom in our body. The, ba the, ba the baby agrees. <laughs> and, and what's important is babies are pretty straightforward. The first thing they get is they get angry if they don't get what they need like fed. And then they, they, they start screaming. And then they get depressed and they shut down. The problem is when we get to adult, adulthood, we learn inescapable stress. We learn that we're in a situation where we have no voice. We hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. And then we get 
emotional constipation. But remember now, I said we have to take an emotion, bring it to our left brain, name it, respond effectively, effectively, and release it. Because we, there are situations where we can't get angry. Most women get constipation, say nothing, saying nothing, and then they blow and get di emotional diarrhea. And they're fury and they become Mount Vesuvius, a volcano. And people say they're an angry pain in the neck, ass, or whatever organ is a problem. Are you following me? Yeah. Because in medical intuition, that's fifth center. It's about a voice, how to, how to do it in the right way. Mind you, if the person who's upsetting you, you have no voice, you have to figure out how to handle this. In the olden days, during politics and war or something like that, people were sad about a lot of stuff. Their voice didn't matter. So they had to take their sadness and anger Otherwise, it would kill them and they die of cancer. And in that sense, taking supplements wouldn't matter. <laughs> you could take supplements, vitamin C, so the cows come home. But literally marinating in anger kills you. That's why people who go to prison frequently get cancers really quickly because they marinate in their perceived unfairness of it. Not to mention their separation from their loved ones. Not to mention their career or avocation and calling. And that therein lies the solution. Because they are depressed and sad and angry. They don't have a source of a kind of family. Or the family that they want to have. Which affects our mood and our immune system and our brain. They don't, they've lost their avocation or calling or connection to it. And they certainly don't have a say. They could get, you know, killed or maimed by a prison warden. So what do they do to say same? How do they find joy? Just like I told that person, antidepressants are no pro-happiness agents. How do you find peace and sanity? I assume that you are seeing a practitioner, and if you have a genetic predisposition, you have a baby, that your estrogen has, see, the baby says, this lady is cool. I want to come here again. The baby's not the problem. I'm going to tell you that one right now, because she's not he or she is not an irritant. I can tell by that voice. That is not an angry baby, and they're not screaming for you every five seconds. If they were, they would resent competing for your attention. Are you following me? Yeah. You can see that, right? So you can tell <laughs> that that baby, well, I can, so just go with it. You can tell that, that your depression is not based on that baby. Got it? Yeah. So we can wipe that one off the list. 
Not to mention, I don't think having a baby or the concept of having a baby was your source of depression. I do think, I think it gives you joy. It's an antidepressant because it's vitamin P. It's people. Got it? But people are plural. It's a person. That individual, that baby is one person. Barbara Streisand. Do you know who Barbara Streisand is? No. Barbara Streisand is a very famous singer. She is anxious, phobic. She's Jewish. And she sings a song called People, People Who Need People Are the Luckiest People. But the funny thing is she didn't sing for 10 years in public because she was so nervous and phobic. That's hilarious. Suffice it to say, she got over it. And one of the things that was the great greatest of her life is she had a son. You have anything in common with Barbara Streisand, Missy? You do. I didn't get that. Right. So my point is this. If you're in a situation where two to four years ago, there was someone in your life who's like an emperor, a king, who puts boundaries around you so it feels like you're in a prison, is what I'm saying. Are you following me? Yeah. And has an authority over you. Capiche? Mm -hmm. You're at a developmental step where for now, that's where you are. Right. Just like right now, I'm trying to get better. But my hands don't work. And I don't like it. It's upsetting. Not to mention I'm freezing and these windows leak. And I can't go upstairs and get a sweater because I'm on Zoom. <laughs> you know how upsetting that is? So right now, for the time being, I have to make do with what I have. So you've got an emperor over you. But you've got a baby who's wonderful. So you're like a caged bird and you have to figure out how to sing. You're caged for now. We never know when an emperor leaves, flies away, or is run out of office. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Good. That baby's saying, I agree completely. Whoever this woman is, she has a lot of sense. Listen to her. So... You have to have faith. See, I can't move my hand and do this exercise to make my brain better. And every time I move my finger, the machine goes, <laughs> I get the wrong answer. And the guy is annoying. He's very annoying. And he goes, you know, you got to act faster. Like, I don't know that. I want to knock his teeth out. He makes me angry. This test is all about speed. Next time, try harder. Do you think that makes me feel any better? So I cry and get angry every day that I'm trying to be better. And I got this guy in my ear screaming at me, saying things that make me angry. Are you following me? Yeah. yeah. But I have no choice. I have to get better. And I have to listen to this guy's 
puss, voice, whatever. I'm stuck with him. The key is he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know who I am. He's just a voice, a person. And I know me. So my hands don't work right now. So I try to do better. And he goes, you're not fast enough. <laughs> this is a time to, and he just repeats himself over and over again. Same thing over and over again. And I get angry and I cry again. So he repeats himself. I get angry and I cry again and on and on. And it's ridiculous. It's like this song called Dueling Banjos. If you don't know Barbara Streisand, you're not going to know that old ditty either. The point of the matter is, then I have to figure out a novel solution. So I use my left hand to push the iPad to my right hand so I can press. Imagine, I use two hands, not one, two, two, two hands in one. He still yells at me. And I think that's pretty clever, pushing something toward me so I can press it. And I want to yell at him and go, hey, pal. Did you see what I just did? How about all the other people who screw up? Did they think of something smart like that? You didn't recognize that smart idea, did you? You're too busy telling me what I did wrong. No, he just repeats himself over and over again like a broken record, because guess what? He is. He's a broken record on my computer. Or maybe the person in your life who's an emperor is like a broken record too. Because they don't have anything else going on. They're just a tape recorder saying the same thing over and over again, because you know what? You have to have compassion. That's all they got going for them. Yeah. You're going to have faith, Missy. Like me, I have faith that I'm going to move those fingers. Because this morning when I woke up, I decided, you know what? Using the other hand to make my finger move fast. It didn't work. So I'm going to try plan B is now effect. And there's going to be a plan C and a D and an E and an F. Because you know why? That guy will keep saying the same thing over and over again. But you and I are smarter, right? We have more plans. He's only got a one-tune Sally. You know, you got to go faster. That's not good enough. <laughs> I, I feel that person is always a step ahead of me. I am, no, he doesn't. He's only got one tune. But you're smarter. And you're going to keep it all inside. Because you can't argue with him. He just repeats the same thing over and over again. Do you get it? It's as effective as looking at that baby and going, you don't understand trigonometry? Let me explain it to you again. And the baby will scream, what? Do you understand? Well, let me sink it in again, because this morning I woke up and God, Hashem, whatever you believe in, said, why don't you look at that piano over there? Why don't you warm up your hands with that piano? Guess what I did? I played a scale. And then Elton John was on. I had the book open because a year ago I tried to do it, but my head got a little bit of a problem. I got the concussion with the fingers. Doesn't help when your whole thumb misses the piano completely. And guess what? I played Elton John better than I did a year ago. And I haven't played the piano for like eight months. Then I realized my brain is getting better. I don't care what that 
guy is saying on the computer. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know me. All he knows is what he's repeating over and over again, because I bet he feels bad for himself. I think he suffers from self-esteem. And you know what? I think that he knows, that's all he knows is to say the same thing over and over again. Do you understand, Peggy? I do. Good. Memorize it. Because he's going to say it again. And if you get angry, that's ridiculous. Because you've got more going on than getting angry at someone who just says the same thing. Do you know... When you get on a plane, an airplane, you get on, the airline stewardesses are taught to say the exact same thing to you. Welcome, welcome aboard, welcome aboard, welcome aboard, welcome aboard. And then when you leave, they're taught to say the exact same thing. They don't vary it. They don't say, gee, love your scarf, love the shoes. They say the exact same thing. That's the formula. It's bye-bye now, bye-bye now, to the point where people have made comedy routines about it. Bye-bye now, bye-bye. They make fun of it. This person has a routine. It's to say the same thing over and over again. It's a stereotypy. Do you know animals have the same thing? If you kiss them or do them something, they'll start scratching their hind leg. It's called a reflex. Did you know that? I didn't. They scratch their hind leg like they got a flea there, but it's not. It's called a reflex. Mm -hmm. So you might be doing something wonderful that makes them nervous. Like if you look at a cat, they scratch their hind leg. So I'm not saying it's your fault, but that, you know, you must be looking at them and they must be feeling something. You get it? Mm -hmm. So you're going to put something on your wrist that's like a watch that tells you when the 1015 train comes. The 1015 train is when he opens his mouth and he goes something like, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. You know, this test is timed and you're not fast enough. Next time be better, you'll get bonus points. Like I need to hear that. But you understand? If you wore something on your wrist, a little sticker or something, or even just a mark, Next time he makes that comment, you look at your wrist and go, 10.15 train is right on schedule. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Do you get it? Because you realize it's just a recording in his head. That's what he does. Bird's going to fly. Cat's going to meow. And he's going to mess with you. Do you get it? I really get it. I'm, I'm going to say one last thing to you. I don't know what it was. I never think that I'm very good. Because I've always tried, tried, tried harder. I became pre-med and pre-scientist at the age of seven. Because I was too old to be, go to the Olympics. Can you imagine? I prayed to God to make me smart and also at school have Larry Tate give me his yodels. <laughs> Within two years, I developed epilepsy. Four years, I had a huge 
curve in my spine. I got health problems, but I got smart. That's how God works. He takes away something, gives you something else. You lose something, you get something. It's the economy of life. But suffice it to say, because I've never thought that I was very smart, I think I just work hard. So somebody in my field, in medical intuition, called and com complained or said something mean to me and picked on me about something. And I started to go into that sad spiral. You get angry and depressed, right? But I don't know, there was a cameo appearance of wisdom. <laughs> Maybe God, you would say Hashem was in my house. It certainly wasn't my thought. Was, they must be threatened by you. And I said to myself, what? They have to be threatened by you. To out of the blue call you. Otherwise, why would they call you? They would have better things to do, like make money. And then the next thought was, you must not be that stupid or bad after all. Wow. Imagine that. It's a backhanded compliment towards oneself. So think about it. He's got all the things to do in the world. But what is he doing? He's sitting there criticizing you. So that means just like this person went out of their way to criticize me, he must be a little threatened by you. Are you following me? Yeah, I have. So you must be smart or something like that. You're not going to go up to this person and go, you're threatening me because I'm smart. Don't do that. That's saying the wrong thing to the wrong person at definitely the wrong time with the wrong amount of intensity. Remember now, he's the emperor. Got it? There's a phrase that we use in medical intuition. It's an industry term. Do you know what the phrase is? Keep it zipped, Skippy. <laughs> Let him think he's the emperor. And meanwhile, you're going to get, you're going to learn everything. You're going to study, 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 study. I could be very famous and very wealthy and very attacked. There is no need to fear. Underdog is here. Do, 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 do. It's the person who's undercover and humble who's more powerful. Are you following me? Wisdom is where there's humility. Do you get it? Um, the magic of Mezarek, I can't pronounce anything was a Hasidic rabbi. And he said, 
that when we criticize someone else, we should walk away, go into the woods, and think about that which we are criticizing the other person. We may have some element of that in us. Now, this guy is incredibly pious. You know what I mean? And the essence of wisdom is humility. Do you get it? And Solomon said, wisdom begins with fear, right? I just tell you a little bit because I'm insecure. I never think I know enough. And I read the same things over and over again because I'm a little dim. I have trouble reading. Can you imagine? I'll never be good enough. I will never know enough. However, that's fear, and fear is wisdom, and that's humility. So you must be very afraid that what he says is true. Right? Yeah. But, but, that's good. Do you want to know why? Don't get depressed about that. Because number one, he's deluded. He thinks he's pretty good because he's sitting there criticizing you and he has no concept of his insecurity. Do you intimidate him? So let him be that way. Do you know what I mean? Don't try to teach someone who's ineducable, who basically has a lot of time on their hands, who's not interested in learning themselves. Leave them alone. However, if you're secretly afraid that what he says is too good, because that is the beginning of wisdom. Work hard, study hard. And when it's hard, do it again, do it again, do it again. And you convince yourself that what he's saying is garbage. Got it? Not for his sake, because he's ineducable, but for yours. Do you get it? And you know that the rabbis say, don't trust yourself, meaning don't think you're good enough, until the day before you die, right? And guess what? You'll never know if he's wrong or right until the day before you die. So that's okay. Meanwhile, you'll be learning a whole lot and finding out how brilliant you are. Because he'll be yelling at you, maybe, or maybe you won't even be hearing it because you'll be having so much fun being successful. Are you following me? I want to be on that point already. My point is, if you follow that rationale, I know you're as brilliant as you are. You understood and you remembered Solomon. You knew the beginning of wisdom is fear. You wisdom is related to humility. You knew all of that, so therefore, you're brilliant. And that makes him scared. Thank you so much. You are fabulous. And you understand, people will not love you for it, who are insecure. Well, you think he's going to give you a testimonial dinner? <laughs>
leave them alone and go forth and be brilliant for that wonderful son that God gave you. Do you understand? I can't answer that. We are done today. You have a wonderful evening. Go forth and be brilliant. I want to thank you for welcoming you to your day. You people are wonderful. Thank you for listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Molly. So have a great day. Be well, do right, and live brilliantly. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.